Welcome to the Renew the Arts podcast, where we discuss the role of art and creativity in the church and in the world. I'm your host, Michael Minkoff. Our mission at Renew the Arts is to liberate Christian creativity, and in the last four years, we've given away more than $200,000 in sponsorship value for projects by Christians who are dedicated to their craft and to their faith. If you'd like to contribute to this sponsorship fund and or this podcast, please join our patron community today. It's really easy, and it starts at a dollar a month. That's only about 25 cents per podcast episode. Go to patreon.com forward slash renew the arts to learn more. Earlier this year, in, uh, in February of 2019, I was at the Bad Christian Conference and led a conversation with Isaac Dietz and propaganda about uh, Christians' involvement in the arts. And it was a small group that we were talking to, but there's this one couple that just were so engaged. It was so clear that they were tracking perfectly. And uh, it was awesome. And after the session was ended, we ended up striking up a conversation. And it happened to be the Hamiltons, uh, David Hamilton, uh, being one of the uh, one of the leaders over at RIFO, who I had just been told to meet that organization or try to get connected with them somehow, and the Lord just kind of plopped them right right there, and uh, we ended up hanging out and having such a fantastic time uh, for the rest of that weekend. And then uh, a couple months after that, uh, they were on a road trip and swung by and stayed at our house for a couple days, which was really fun. So it's a joy to have on David Hamilton. Are you there? I'm here. Look at that. That's it. That was a great intro, by the way. I feel like, <laughs> like I felt like I was the only person in the room. Yeah, yeah. Well, you basically are. All I care about pretty... is you right now. No, I'm just kidding. Well, that, that's good to hear. <laughs> uh, so, uh, have you been? Man, we have been really good. Um, like you said, we've been, we were on the road. Um, for people that don't know, um, my wife and I both work from home, and so we're able to travel and visit with family a little bit more and just work from wherever we're at. And so we just spent five weeks in Arkansas uh, visiting family there and got back two weeks ago in Florida, where we live, in Lakeland, Florida. You only got back how long ago? Two weeks ago. Oh, wow. And we hit the, hit, hit the ground running as soon as we got back. We didn't even have any like transition time to just unwind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Which is how it is sometimes. Yeah, that's how, that's how, it, how it works sometimes. So, uh, RIFO. What yes. does that stand for? R-Y-F-O. It, so, it doesn't particularly stand for, but is based off of the phrase, rock your face off. Mm. Um, and there's a, there's a little bit of a story that comes from that. So um, Nick Greenwood, who was the founder of the uh, the organization, um, I, this is the story I've heard. I have no idea if this is the, the full truth or what, but um, from what I heard is he used uh, RYFO as a placeholder for his thesis when he was in college and just came up with the word RIFO from that. And then when he started the organization, that that was the name that they picked. And so that's the, the what I understand is the origin story. There could be way more details to that, but that's what I've heard. Yeah, nice. And uh, so what does it do? What do you all do? Well, so the big thing that we do is we want to, we're working to eliminate the divide between the church and the musician community. 
Um, it's really funny when I say that and people are like, is there a divide between the <laughs> musician community? And I want to be like, are you on either side of it? <laughs> like, yeah, like you, you would kind of know, um, which is actually kind of an interesting thing. And that's when you're talking about us tracking with what you're talking about. It was like the, the reason why is that we hadn't I hadn't heard anybody really talking about creativity in the way that you were. Um, and it's something that we definitely um, working from both ends, trying to, to work with churches and with musicians were like that. That's one of the things that I have been like kind of frustrated. And it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know, it doesn't seem like there's very much effort in creativity on on some of this. But on, on other parts, it's like, oh, that may be a bit too far for what people want to see. You know, it's specifically talking about musicians doing projects that the church doesn't necessarily want to be a part of, mm, <laughs> even, yeah, yeah. Christ, even Christ, Christian artists. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, we want to work to eliminate that divide. Um, and so we started off the first thing and what we're kind of known for, we're 10 years into it now, is we created a network of host homes for bands to stay when, when they're out on the road. Um, they're specifically Christian homes, and the whole idea is to, to share the love of Jesus through hospitality and that type of thing. Um, giving them a place to stay, um, food. I say a meal, we prefer a meal, but a lot of times if you come in at two in the morning, you're not necessarily wanting to sit down to a table, but right. if that's an option, we actually, we push for that just because of the the general nature of the community that comes around sitting at a, ta- at a table, having a meal, um, washing your clothes, doing laundry, a bed to sleep and those types of things. That's kind of like the, the big thing that we started off with. Um, when they, when they sat down and they started talking about starting the organization as saying they, just because I wasn't around, I from here on out I'll say we because I'm a part of the organization. Right. Um, but we we um, uh, wanted to eliminate this divide, and, and it was, the question was, where do you start? And the the idea was, well, let's start with meeting the practical needs of musicians, um, just because we felt like that was a big area where there was a a, a lacking effort in, in meeting that need, and then going from there. And so, and um, that's what we started on, and then we've been over the last couple of years diving in deeper into what it looks like to be connecting relationally with musicians and partnering with organizations like yours. That's, that's kind of, kind of where we fit is trying to figure out how we come together in this bigger world, because we, uh, we have a mission and a vision um, that requires effort way beyond what we can do on our own. And so we don't hold on to it just for us. Right. And it's not just, just about us doing the work. It's about going and finding people and collaborating with them and creating an environment um, that's not siloed. That's one of the biggest things that we kind of see is that everybody's kind of individual and the, the music industry kind of pushes the, the, the artist towards being siloed and, and broken off. And, and um, so we're venturing into identity stuff around that and talking about what does that look like to like, how, how does it look for you to be who you are and creating what you're called to create? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what's like the, the, the vision or the mission of, of RIFO in, in those terms? Well, so we say we are eliminating the divide between the church and music community by serving the voices. And then we say we do that in three different ways. And so we're serving the voices on the road through the host home network, at home through relational communication and, and interaction, and then through partnerships. And so that's the number one thing that we're doing. And so even there, we've done, we've started we, we operated under that general thing for a while. And uh, the end of last year, we sat down and we said, hey, those are great things. We need to add some clarity to that because mm. that's a great big vision. But, but people don't, like when, they, when they're talking to me or they're talking to Simeon Lorman, our executive director, 
we want them to, or even any volunteer that's working with us, there are certain things that we want them to know about what we're doing. And so Simeon and I sat down for a couple of days, like marathon sessions, just brainstorming. And we had gotten um, some strategic priorities from our uh, parent missions organization. We are actually a, a missions organization. Mm. And so uh, I'm an ordained missionary um, through Novo. And I'm assigned as the director of operations for RIFO. And so my full-time job is being the director of operations for RIFO. So what we did is we took those strategic priorities and said, because they're saying these things are the, the missions organization's priorities, what if we, how does that look for us? How do we bring that into our language? And then we say, because of that, we're going to do this. Right. And so we sat, we sat down and came up with uh, five strategic priorities. The Novo gave us six. The first one um, was about helping people uh, find Jesus. Uh, essentially, mm. and that's that's my, my paraphrase. And so we said, well, that's an understood thing for us. Um, we we understand that, and so we we built out from the rest of the five. And it's be, basically with the assumption of because we want to see people find Jesus, like we're going to do these things. Right. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll stop real quick and say that we aren't just working with Christian artists or anything like that. We're working with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, meeting we're meeting the practical needs of any and all musician that's involved with that registers with us. Um, and so we don't look at what art they're creating. We like the, literally the process for an artist to register with us is they fill out an interest form on our website and I send them a follow-up email that basically says, Hey, can you confirm that you're a human being? All right, you're in. Oh, that's great. It. We don't, we don't look at anything because it's not like us meeting their practical needs, um, has nothing to do with what they're creating. We do have steps of intentionality that we want to push for with people and that gets more into the, uh, the relational stuff and, and connecting in that way. But as far as the practical need stuff goes, we don't, we don't make any determination based on the music that they put out. And we've had people be concerned about that. <laughs> and yeah. so we're like, no, we don't, we don't, we don't look at that. That's not that like what you do does, it does not change how we look at you. And I even, um, I, I've had conversations with people and they've kind of looked at me weird. I don't even necessarily like to hear the music that, that people like musicians are, are making. Hmm. Um, I, I do, I enjoy it personally, but what I found is that I'm a little more likely to be biased if I hmm. enjoy it than if I don't enjoy <laughs> it. And I don't want to give them feedback based on that because I don't like my, my connection with them is setting aside any and all personal opinion that I have on that. And so I don't, I just, I kind of, I, I don't know. I, I've gotten to where I'm just not listening as much to music or I don't. So, I, so you can I, be I, a better host. Yeah. Well, along those lines, and so I just kind of, kind of wanted to do that. But I rabbit trailed quite a bit from there. Let's go back to the priorities. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we built out these five priorities, and we actually even found that four of them are more like goal oriented for us, but one of them stuck out as the number one thing. And it was from the get go, we knew that this is what we wanted to focus on, and everything that we do for the next five years is going to kind of revolve around this one. Um, and it was, we want to affirm the true identity of artists and bless their influences mm. their, their, or their influence. And mm-hmm. because we, we've even, we've used that language before, but we hadn't had that clarity assigned to it because we, part of the reason why we, um, we were working with musicians is that we, we recognize the, the influence that they can have on culture around them. And we see them as, you know, uh, trendsetters and those types of things. And, and, and so it was very much a, we see these people um, as people and not just a commodity to be consumed mm-hmm. and that you can easily get lost in being that commodity. And so uh, that, that, that's just for me, a kind of a personal approach to all of that. And so, yeah, we, we've kind of um, dove into that. Um, actually, the cool thing is that that came from um, the canvas conference a couple of last year. Yes. Yeah. Last year. 
Um, Which I was Simeon. at actually. We were both at, but didn't know each other yet. So that's yeah. Funny. I wasn't. I, I wasn't there. Simeon was there. But oh, that's he right. Brought, that's like, right. He, yeah. He, Simeon he was, was giving there. us all kind all kinds of feedback, and one of the phrases that stuck out to us that really was kind of a a driving force behind this was um, to create from your identity, not for your identity. And we're like, well, that's that's just, that's it. That's the phrase that we've been waiting. Like, it's like we were waiting to hear that phrase, and then it, that was like the the light turned green, and we're like, okay, let's go. Let's let's work with this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and so, yeah. Yeah, we we dove into that, and um, we even we have. I, I think eventually we'll we'll write a book around all of this because when we start as we started to share that identity stuff, um, a lot of people are like, that's not just artists. That's like everybody struggles mm. with these things, and so it, like for us. We built it from internal um, identity, like lies that you've bought into personally, like mm-hmm. that, you, that you've heard, and all the way through like genre lies of like, hey, you're this, so you can't possibly make that. Don't even touch that. Mm. Um, and just saying like, that's not like that's those putting those parameters. That's not creativity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so kind of kind of pushing people into that. And so um, just venturing into that because uh, one of the things we kind of know is that. If you uh, if you create like for your identity, two things are going to happen. One, people are going to accept it, and you might get an inflated ego, and you're going to find yourself um, wanting more and more of that, and it's almost like a drug. And then the other part of it, which is very similar, is that they reject it, and you're literally deflated, mm. and and you just don't know how to handle that. And and that's not that's a, a generalization, but like we kind of see that. That kind of like you can you can trace people, uh, their acceptance and their rejection around that and, and, and see, you know, issues that they're having Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, e- either side of it. And so we all have, um, all of us that are connected with the organization, well, I say all of us, most of us have stories um, that we're personally connected to around people that have um, had issues in the music industry. Uh, other people's stories, it's theirs to tell. Mine specifically um, revolved around some good friends of mine that actually got us introduced to RIFO almost 10 years ago um, and introduced us to the idea of being a host home. Uh, there was a band called White Collar Sideshow. And they're, uh, they're really good friends of ours. And they their first show that they had, they were like a performance art, and just cool, uh, all-together show, not just live music, but they had right. videos that go along with it and everything like that. Really, really cool performance art stuff. Uh, but their first show dealt with pornography addiction. Mm. And so um, it kind of kind of just upfront, you know, and, and so um, what happened is they got a good good following kind of like not like big, but they were going around to churches and playing at churches and stuff like that. And then people started to, to put together what the show was about. And some people were like, they, the church absolutely needs to hear this. And then the other like I, we would we would be talking to them. They'd be like, oh, we drove like from Arkansas to Washington and the church canceled the show when we got there. Oh no. Yeah. So like that's kind of my motivation coming into this is like looking at like musicians as like trying you know working alongside of them as the the people, not just the commodity to be consumed because it's real easy to to just like like book something and be like, "Ah, we don't want that. That's not that's not the art we want showing at our our place right now." So I was, we're just going to cancel yeah, it. <laughs> I was just talking to Joseph Penzak about that because uh even the churches that are um, open enough to engage artists or have art in the church, um, which is a really great step, and that's wonderful, and I highly encourage that. But there's there's still an exploitative um, angle if it's if if you um, collect art without caring for the artist. 
Uh, same thing, you know, if you you uh, you know host a show without caring for the band, and man, the Christian music industry is rife with stories about how um, quote unquote Christian you know con uh, like music uh, festivals or Christian venues have just ripped off these bands, and it's like I don't care what you think you're accomplishing as far as you know whatever it might be for how you're using the music or using the art. If you don't love artists, then we have to rethink how we're going about this. Yeah, if you want to, if you go go to it, I mean, look at the uh, the creation of the Deacons. Yeah. Like, that, that role specifically around hospitality, now it's kind of morphed and, and people don't really know how to apply it modernly without it. Like most of the time it's been abused and it's more of a... Or just uh, confused with elders. And it's a position yeah, of leadership, it, yeah, yeah, a, a leadership position like that, and it and and all of that. So it's just kind of, it's like hospitality's there, and it's definitely important for everybody. Um, we just want to focus on that one thing, and um, it, with with that one audience. And so um, other people are doing other things, and we absolutely love that. And we know that there are people out there hosting bands um, outside of what we're doing. We want to connect with them. We would love to have them join our network because um, we just kind of want to add some. Uh, some stability, some just like clarification around it, like help helping people get together. And then the other thing is connecting them with people that are doing that. Cause that's one of the things I like to say with, um, with our volunteers is that we're a group of people that understand why somebody would open up their home to a stranger and let them stay there. Mm-hmm. And we also understand why it breaks people's hearts when they hear about people being used and abused by the music industry. Mm. Like we understand those things. We don't have to, that, that, that language already exists for us when we come together. And so like getting people plugged into that. And so it's just another, another community of people connecting in a church. It's realistically an expression of church specifically revolved around people that have a heart for musicians and more than just listening to the music and wanting to, they wanting to be more connected with them. And that's, that is kind of the heart behind the artist chaplain role that we've created. That is the more local based thing, the more regular interaction. The host home Mm. stuff is like a a one night, two night, every now and then kind of thing. Um, Over the years, we've had host homes that have built relationships with bands and everything like that. And that's great. But we wanted to be able to start going further into that and start to really like be available for people. And so um, that's where we created that role and specifically wanted to dive deeper into that and say, hey, how does this look where you are? Because the music music scene where I'm at in Lakeland is completely different from Phoenix where the rest of my, my team is. And so um, how, do, how do we take that and say, I want to serve musicians? And so that, it's kind of an umbrella term that we created that allows for um, us to, get, to find people that want to do that and say, okay, how does that look in your life? And so we're not telling them what to do. We're, giving, we're walking alongside them and giving them kind of some, some resources and, and helping to coach them and develop that. And so that's what we want to start doing on a more local basis is that, um, like, for example, we know of teams in um, – in Denver and uh, Reno and like even over in Ireland and Dublin and uh, Berlin and stuff like that. We know people that are doing that stuff already that they're like, they're connecting with that language. And so rather than us going to those cities and trying to start from something from scratch, like just coming alongside of them and resourcing them and saying, awesome. Like, here's what we, here's what we have found. Um, Like one of the biggest things is that we're developing um, that that whole identity uh, coaching thing, but we're also going to dive into at some point. I think sooner rather than later, I'm um, talking about depression. We mental health is one of the practical needs that we want to start serving with musicians, and so we've we've already start, started taking steps into that. 
And we want to go further into it because one of the biggest things that we hear all the time, and if you've heard me at all talk about RIFO, you'll probably heard me say this, is that the number one thing we hear from musicians when they go out on the road is, I leave my friends and family behind. So I get depressed because I'm not at home with my friends and family. And then the number one thing we hear when they come off the road is, well, I get depressed because I'm not on the road making music like I, I feel like I'm <laughs> supposed to do. And so it's like, well, then there's clearly depression around all of this stuff. So like, I can see why um, if you're in a relatively dark place, uh, you know, just in general, and then you step into a world that's kind of chaotic that touring life can be, mm-hmm. um, even being, even being local, a local musician, it can be a dark place. Um, it, you know, it, there's a, just a lot of stuff around that. And so if you're already there, and then you're you're just you're, you're, you're stepping into this chaos. Like your mental health can erode quickly, and it can be it can be situational. It's not necessarily like a, a clinical depression or anything like that. It's just, it can be just that. And but like one bad decision leads to another bad decision, and you're you're not taking care of yourself. And so we want to provide soul care and and just practical need stuff and all that. And so um, <laughs> it's it's just kind of the next step in all of that in hospitality is that we care for you in this way. Um, let's, let's look at hospitality differently yeah. and, and kind of go further into it. And so we even have a partner that we're working with that's creating um, some, some training for our host home network um, around going deeper into hospitality. And so like mm. they're, they're even changing the language of that for us a little bit and, and allowing us to, or like giving us new vision on that because that's, that's a whole, like you can go a lot of different places with that. Mm-hmm. In fact, we actually have people all the time that are like, hey, RIFO should do this. Um, and it's like, that's a great idea. We're not going to do it, but we would love to partner with you. Mm-hmm. Like, why don't you go, you go do it and you can focus fully on that. We're going to focus on this thing that we definitely feel called to um, and definitely uh, want to see happen because it's the, the it's our number one thing. We're not going right. to, we're not going to bend off of that. And so it, right. it, can come across like, especially like on social media, because people like to tag and say, Hey, like you should do this. And it's like, well, the response is like, that's great. We, we would love to see somebody do that. We're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. And people can take that the wrong way. And it's like, it's not that we don't want to do it. It's not, that we don't think that that's important. It's just not who we are. Sorry to interrupt. I want to take just a moment to thank all of our Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. Without your help, we literally couldn't afford to keep doing this. I want to offer a special thanks to our newest supporters, Jonathan Goff and Charlie Mudge. Thank you all so much for your support. And if you'd like to contribute to this podcast and this movement, please join our patron community today at patreon.com forward slash renew the arts. Also, please check out David Hamilton's organization, RIFO, and learn more about artist services or becoming a host home at ryfo.org. That's ryfo.org. Um, I'm I'm curious to know a little bit more about the uh, the host home network. Why you know, what's the motivation you think for most people who sign up for a host home? What are these people like, and and what are they hoping to, um, you know, what's their vision for actually becoming a host home? Well, that's kind of the cool thing is it's all every one of them is different. Um, mm. We we've worked to bring people together in that, and because it was very very isolated for a while, um, because we would have like one host home in San Antonio and then another host home in Denver, Colorado. And so they're, they're, they just came on individually. They weren't connected. It wasn't like, like we, we brought them in, trained them, and then released them to go out like you, you would kind of see in a lot of other things. 
they came on with us. Realistically, they were probably already hosting bands before they ever got involved with us. Mm. And so they just, the biggest thing that we've had, the, the most of our recruitment, both with bands and with host homes, has been through word of mouth um, at like festivals and shows and stuff like that. Um, and so they were just already in the music scene and they were already doing it. We just kind of started giving, giving language to it and you know, that type of thing. And so um, we've had people that have joined the host home network and have, have left. Um, the, they, the big draw is that they do it for free. Mm-hmm. And so um, I actually have a really cool story about that. Um, I'll come back to it in just a second. But we, the, they do it for free, and they have a heart for musicians. And so that's the biggest thing, the, the consistent thing, is that they just have a heart for serving and we specifically look for people with, that are hospitality minded and and gifted, um, and that also we 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 go through a little bit of a process on that. We don't just allow anybody to be a host home. Um, we specifically want to have people that create a safe environment for musicians, and so we don't advertise who registers with us as far as musicians go unless they identify first. Mm. Um, because the whole idea is to give them a safe place. If we're advertising that they're a part of RIFO, and then somebody figures out where the RIFO homes are, then it's not a safe place. Like it's mm, there, they're, mm-hmm. they're going to have to be on. And so like, that's one of the things is that, um, a lot of people feel like they have to be on all the time. And so right. we want to create a place where they can, they can be off. And so we actually even kind of around that, like we coach the host homes and say, Hey, like the whole point of this is for it to be a, a safe place. And they, and they all kind of, they get that. It's not a, not a big deal. Um, but we have we've had bands that have registered with us that have been with us for close to ten years, and and there's some that haven't even used the host home network, um, and it's it's they can't grasp this this concept of it being free, like it's like you can't just be doing this for free. You obviously want something from me, mm-hmm. um, and that's just that's just the world that they're in. Is that everybody around them wants something from them? Yeah, um, and so like that that concept is foreign to them, and so we've been we've been trying to work with that. And then we've had other bands that even leave like merchandise behind or um, they even will like try and do chores and stuff like that. And it's like, no, we want to serve you. Um, I've even kind of gone a little, little lax on that since I've started, I've, I've hosted a little bit here and there. Um, my wife and I have a relatively small place so we can host like an artist every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, one of the things I realized is I, we had a, a musician that came, stayed with us a couple months ago. And he had just traveled from like northern Atlanta, which is like a 10-hour drive, I think is what it ended up being for him. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, he's just driven a long time. He's got to get up early tomorrow. I need to get him into bed so that he can rest. And, and he's probably tired, but he's going to feel like he needs to talk. And so, like, let's kind of trail off the conversation. Well, while we're talking, I'm, I'm realizing he's been on the road for, like, 60-plus days. More than anything, the, the number one thing that he needs right then is – a real conversation with a real person about mm. real things. And so I'm like, uh, why am I trying to force this? I, I, I need to be what he needs in that type of thing. And so I've even started to say like, Hey, if like, if a band wants to do the dishes because it gives them some normalcy, like <laughs> while they're out on the road, maybe let them do the dishes, you know, right. <laughs> that right. type of thing. And so, um, I think, I think the host homes were doing that. I, one of the things I think it happened was that we had a lot of assumption within the conversation that we, that's when we started bringing this clarity thing the, around that the, really kind of in, reinvigorated a lot of people because they're like, yeah, I've always done that. I just never really thought about it that way. And so right. just kind of, kind of fine-tuning it. One of the really cool things, and this is the story I was talking about earlier, um, we switched our hosting platform at the beginning of the year 
I mean, it used to be just on our website and it was always, we've, for 10 years, we've been battling technology to keep up with it and just kind of, um, we would always make a, a solution for bands to be able to find the host homes. And then it would mm-hmm. just like eventually die off and we just didn't have the resources to keep it going. Um, it just naturally happened. And so at the beginning of the year, we, we uh, partnered with this organization. And one of the things that changed with that is that um, they charge a technology fee. And it, it was $7, and we actually negotiated and then gave a good rationale for why we think it should be $5, and they mm-hmm. agreed so much so that they actually lowered it across their platform. Um, uh, so, wow. yeah, so, so they, they agreed with it a lot, um, and so, so it's just 5 bucks to stay at a host home now when you, know, when you book. And, but one of the, the things that I absolutely love was um, it wasn't the bands that pushed back on that. It was the host homes mm. because they were like, we want it to be free. And we were like, well, it is technically still free. We aren't charging the technology fee. The, the platform is charging it to keep the, the technology running. And somebody asked, well, can we just give them $5? And we were like, yeah, absolutely. Like, they, they didn't want to take any money yeah, from the yeah, band yeah. for them staying at the house. And I just love that heart. And it's like, well, how can we show that more? How can we talk more about that? Because the heart is to serve with them. Like, that, they, they were so worried about $5 that, like, they're, want, they're wanting to Put five dollars in the hands of a musician when they show up at their house. So, have there been any? Uh, have there been any ba- bands show up and just crash a place terribly? I'm sure that that would be like one of the big. Uh, like, if someone's considering being a host home, it's like here's a band coming in off the road. You know, how many chandeliers have gotten pulled down? Uh, as far as I know, no chandeliers have been pulled down. That- <laughs> So in the 10 years of hosting, I think they've had, before me, they've had a, a couple situations. And since I've been a part of the organization, which is going on three, three years now, I think we've had like one or two situations. Mm. I, think, I think one of them was just a miscommunication, a misunderstanding, and then one of them was just a bad situation. Uh. Um, and it was, and, and the, the interesting thing is it was a one-time situation. Um, and so we, it, was, it was easily addressed. Um, we have been very, very fortunate, and I say very blessed to not have any issues. That what I, when I handle the onboarding of the bands, the main thing that I hear from them whenever I call and tell them, hey, like we got you registered, you're good to go, you can start searching for host homes, is they're just extremely grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, I, did the regu- I hear regularly, thank you so much for doing this. I didn't know where we were going to sleep when we go out on the road. Wow. Um, and they're sleeping in their van, that type of thing. That's more of who we have is, is the, the, smaller band that's either getting started or they've been going for a little while. Um, we do have with the full gambit of, of bands that are registered with us. And so um, some of them are on labels, which some people push back against that and say, well, the labels should be paying for that. And it's like, well, labels are kind of changing and they're, they're really not spending a whole lot of money or they're very, very reluctant to. And so um, we're available to anybody and everybody. So yeah, they can stay with us if they want to. Um, one, I know one band for sure. Um, the lead singer is registered with us. The, band is on a record deal but whenever he tours around as a solo act he doesn't have that that label support and so he stays at host homes when he's out doing his solo stuff Mm. yeah that's amazing well first of all i assume that it's easier to find musicians than it is to find host homes is that right uh typically yeah the the, do you feel it weighted really heavily one way or the other or is it pretty balanced right now as far as where y'all have grown to no, it's it's definitely band heavy, but it it's just one of those things is that they can only stay. And if we have um, 
I think the highest number of active host homes because they, the host homes go active and inactive based on availability, mm. uh, just like Airbnb or anything like that. I think the highest I've seen was 60 host homes at one point. Um, but we, we have found ourselves uh, struggling with that. When we switched to the new platform, um, we kind of I laid some new groundwork and some new expectations on that, but not mm. anything extreme. But we gave people, both bands and um, host homes, the opportunity to opt out of being a part of the network. Um, mm. we, we give everybody the, the opportunity, and we want to respect that. Um, because we are a faith-based organization, and some people just aren't comfortable with that, and so we mm. don't ever want them to be uncomfortable with that. When we switch to this new platform, the name of the the, the platform is Faith Stay, and so um, I think some people were uncomfortable with it, um, mm. just because we we've never been we we we've, we've never hidden the fact that we were a Christian organization. But we've never been like upfront and been like, we're a Christian organization, like screaming it. It's like, hey, we're here to serve musicians and that's what we're here. Like we, everything else kind of, <laughs> kind of is around that. And so um, we want you to know that no matter what, we're like, we're here to serve you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, we like to end podcast episodes with a song. Uh, now we have to get permission for the song. So think of a good song that you think might fit the spirit of this conversation that we could get permission to play. While you're thinking about that, I want to encourage everyone who's listening to seriously uh, take a look at uh, your capability of hosting, becoming a host home on the RIFO network. It's so incredibly important uh, to be hospitable as a Christian. It's one of our fundamental and basic callings on this earth is to be good hosts. And uh, if you have the space, and you probably have the space, then uh, definitely consider going over to RIFO and signing up as a host home so that you can serve bands and musicians that are on the road um, and so you can minister to them. And then, of course, for musicians who are listening, definitely check out the network, you know, get in touch with David and uh, uh, sign up to be in the network so that, you know, whenever you tour, you can take advantage of that of that service. Um what y'all are doing, David, is really, really cool. I like how it applies really basic Christian principles of hospitality to a huge need um, in the world today. And uh, I really hope that the Lord blesses y'all and that y'all keep up the good work and that um, you get more and more host homes and that you can serve more and more musicians on the road and, and that, uh, that that continues to grow and, and you can continue to bless people by that. Absolutely. Thank you. I will add one thing real quick. That yeah. um, Well, two things. Um, yeah. So... If, even if you're not able to be a host home, we still have this this artist chaplain thing. If you're like, you know what, I really do just want to connect relationally with musicians kind of locally, um, we would love to talk with you too. And so on our website, rifo.org, we have information about the host home network, about being an artist chaplain. We have all of that stuff. And so you can check that out and uh, and kind of go from there. All of the, the forms that you fill out, all of them are going to come to me. So if you're hearing this, you're going to end up talking to me if you fill one of those out. So I look forward to talking to you. I'm really excited about that. Um, and then the last thing that I wanted to talk about is that one of the cool partnerships we have, and talking about that depression thing, is um, we the partnership that we developed at the beginning of the year um, is with a, a group called, or an organization called Cope Notes. Um, and it's a really cool thing. It's a mental health-based a text-based program. And so um, it sends out a text message um, daily. And it's not just a like, oh, I hope you have a great day today. It's specifically designed to help rewire your brain. It is a little bit of that because you need some positivity, um, but it's specifically designed to rewire your brain 
um, to to help you recognize when you're thinking negatively and help rewire to thinking positively. And so uh, Johnny is the the guy that founded that, and he actually lives here in Tampa. I actually met with him yesterday, um, and I absolutely love him. He's a musician, but he has a degree in psychology, and he tours around all the time. And so um, at the heart of everything that he developed with that, it's it's fundamentally designed around the idea of musicians. And so even if that's not the language that they use, that's just how I feel because that's who he is. Um, and so they they actually have a um, a – you can do a trial of that. It's a seven day trial. We're in the process of getting one set up to the, for musicians specifically that can get a little bit of extra time, two weeks on that. But if you go to their website, you can do a seven day trial and, um, and it'll just send you a text every day. And if you're in need of that, or you, you feel like you might be off sometimes as far as your mental health goes, I definitely would recommend checking out that resource because We've already had interaction with bands that have used it, and they 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 see the benefit in it. So, that's awesome. Just wanted to offer that out there. If you're struggling with that at all, ideally, we'd like to see a whole band um, doing it. Uh, we haven't yet. We've just done individuals, but it would be really cool to have a, a band that's out on the road, five people, and, and they they're all signed up, and then they just get five different text messages throughout the day, and they're able to talk through their issues and everything. Because even in that world, like I feel, it, it just feels more and more like everybody's still just isolated and in a van when they're traveling down the road. And so it creates conversation points to where you can figure out um, how you can help each other and, and resourcing each other as, as friends and family and, and musicians and, and serving each other in that way. And so just kind of creating that environment. So I just wanted to plug that one real quick. Cause I, I really, really love it. Um, same thing I do with renew the arts. I'd love to uh, let people know about that. And so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. For everyone listening, renew the arts is an amazing organization no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think they probably tell, know who we are by this point. <laughs> no, it's fine. Have you thought of a song? Um, well, I thought about one, and it's actually, this is kind of a cool thing. So I am not really a professional musician, but our uh, our church that I'm, the worship band that I'm on, we've recorded a little bit. And there's a song specifically um, that I, uh, I, it's called Living Water. And I actually recorded it. It's one of the few guitar parts that I recorded on it. Uh, but I just I've been drawn to it um, more and more, and I just kind of feel like it's it's a call of the the Holy Spirit to flow through you, and just um, just to, just related to that. And all of we, we all that we're doing, we want to see a a movement of the gospel, a new expression of the church um, formed within the musician community. And so I just kind of I was that's the only song I could think of. Yeah, do we have permission to play it? Absolutely, I've got the master files that I can send you. All right, let's roll tape. Thanks, thanks so much for being on the podcast, David. It was, it's always a pleasure to talk to you and hang out with you, and I hope to see you again soon. Absolutely. I'll see you later.